0: Calling all detectives. Many detectives never encounter a perfect crime. But I once ran into two of them on a single case. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. People often ask me, Jerry Browning, private detective, whether I've ever run into a perfect murder. The answer is yes, twice, twice. Attention, cars 12, 14, 15, 17. Proceed to 3742 Waverly Court, 3rd apartment, Harold Mannix, signal 34. That's how it started, when I picked up the police call on my car radio. Harold Mannix was a friend of mine, a man who made his money backing ideas and inventions. Signal 34 meant that he'd been murdered. The police cars were drawing up before 3742 Waverly Court as I arrived. Lieutenant Dawson of Homicide met me at the door. It's murder all right, Jerry. Mighty carefully playing, too. I looked beyond Dawson at the body of my friend slumped over a desk. Any idea who did it, Dawson? Dawson shrugged. Somebody Mannix knew and trusted. He let the killer in, no sign of a struggle. A cop came over to us. We've got the safe open, Lieutenant. No money in it. That's odd. Mannix always kept a lot of money on hand. Looks like somebody tried to work a swindle on Mannix. Killed him when he got suspicious and cleaned out the safe. I turned to Dawson. Yeah. And what's more, I think I know who it might be. man who called himself Walker T. Driscoll. Mannix told me a couple of days ago that he was negotiating with Driscoll for an amazing invention... If Driscoll was telling the truth. That sounds like a man, Jerry. What does this Driscoll look like? I never met him, but I bet I will. When my friend Harold Mannix was murdered, I remembered that he'd mentioned the name of an inventor, Walker T. Driscoll. Two hours later... We've checked with the bank, Jerry. Mannix drew $150,000 in cash this morning. That money's missing. We've got no leads at all to this Walker Driscoll. No fingerprints, no description, no address, not one single thing. Nothing more happened that day. But in the next morning's mail at my office was a letter from Harold Mannix. It must have been mailed only a few hours before he was killed, and asked me to visit him in order to discuss a checkup of Walker T. Driscoll, who claimed to have invented a new machine that would positively locate underground oil deposits. The letter mentioned that Mannix had drawn $150,000 from his bank as first payment on the machine, but that he would not pay out the money until I verified Driscoll's claim of being an expert geologist and mining engineer. I grabbed the letter and made a beeline for police headquarters. Well, Jerry, I just got through trying to phone you. They caught Driscoll in St. Louis. Caught him? How? We don't even know what the guy looks like. He used his own name. Was registered at a hotel. St. Louis police made a routine check. Driscoll said he was an armed man, so they grabbed him. I shook my head. I don't get it. A man covers his crime that carefully and then registers at a hotel under his own name? His idea is to bluff it out, defy us to prove it. You'll see. I showed Dawson the letter I'd received from Mannix. Dawson read it over and whistled. This will cook Briscoe's goose. I'm going down to St. Louis to bring him back. If you don't mind, I'll go with you. Your name and profession? The man squinting into the spotlight was short, stocky, furtive eyed. Looked more like a petty hoodlum than. My name is Walker T. Briscoll. I'm an oil man. Why did you have $150,000 in cash and a valise? I uh, want to buy oil wells. From what bank did you draw the money? I, uh, I you won't answer any more questions without a lawyer. Well, he got a lawyer waved extradition, and was brought back to town. The lawyer rode with us all the way, made sure we didn't question Driscoll any further. So far as I was concerned, I didn't want to question him. Driscoll was obviously no more an inventor, geologist, and mining engineer than I was king of Siam. I'd known the murdered man Harold Mannix and known him well. To me, it was impossible that Driscoll could have fooled Mannix even for a moment. Dawson, I tell you something's wrong. We've got the wrong guy. Nobody would believe this punk's a mining engineer. Dawson was hugely amused. Of course he's no mining engineer. His right name is Frankie Palace, gambler, suspected hold-up man, has a record as long as your arm. Yeah, but was he ever a swindler? Why, sure. He tried to swindle Mannix, didn't he? I was still convinced we had the wrong man. I tried taking my suspicions to the D.A. and was tossed out for my pains. I tried talking to Driscoll's lawyer, who gave me a queer look. <clears throat> Mr. Browning, the confidences of a client can't be violated by his attorney. My client, who calls himself Walker Driscoll, now admits that his real name is Frank Palace, But he claims to have assumed the name of Driscoll only to evade San Francisco police. He denies ever having met Harold Mannix. Why does Palace say he got the 150 grand? He uh, earned it. Gambling. That's the story the lawyer tried to tell in court. A jury of 12 men and women listened to it, and then returned their verdict. Guilty of murder in first degree. Well, that's almost the complete story. I got the last bit of it 12 hours before Frank Palace, alias Walker T. Driscoll, went to the chair. You're a square guy, Brownie. I know you're trying to help me, but... It wasn't in the cards. You see, I never did know Mannix. Never heard of him. But I run into this character, Walker T. Driscoll, on a train for St. Louis. I figure him for ready dough. He flashes big bills. On the train, I tell him about a big party in St. Louis and get him all excited. When we arrive, he sends his bags to the hotel and goes with me. I rent a car, drive out a ways, let him have it. Then I bury his body good and deep and... When I come back to town, I go to the hotel, and I'm Walker T. Driscoll, so as I can get his bag and beat it. Except that as I step in, the cops grab me. Funny, ain't it? And that is the complete story of two perfect murders. Like I said, criminals can be smart. So smart that they sign each other's death warrants. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.